not feeling like he had energy to do anything, right? Like just feeling lazy. And so I think, you know, doing the workouts and showing up for them show that you're not lazy, right? The more I kept doing them, the more it was just like, yeah, I've got the energy to do these things, you know, like what do we need to do? And feeling like I had more energy, that energy starts coming, right? Within a couple of weeks, the energy started switching and switching the way I was eating, switching the timing, all of those things kind of really, I felt the energy. Hey there, my friend. It's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. And boy, do we have a good episode for you today because we are interviewing one of our amazing Fit Father program members, Tom Dosh. He's 42 years young, and he is the winner of our 2022 Transformation Contest. So every year we have a Transformation Contest that starts in January. We invite a bunch of guys to come in and get into a dedicated experience where they track their progress, they take pictures, they get really focused. And Tom worked this program. And he started in January weighing 402 pounds. And at the time of recording this podcast, he's now like 298 pounds. So Tom lost over 100 pounds. He went from the fours on the scale down to the twos. And he made such a profound change mentally, physically, emotionally. His energy is higher. He's able to be there for his kids. He's now got this positive momentum that's just driving him forward in life. And he's just so filled up with this new lifestyle and this new mindset. And I think it's really important to bring on guys like Tom, who he would say, and you'll hear him say this conversation, is a quote-unquote big guy. It's great to see these big guys succeed massively because if you're a big guy out there, I need you to know it's possible. I mean, look what Tom has done in this short amount of time by just doing some simple things. He says, pulling certain levers, hydration lever, meal timing lever, pushing through and getting some workouts in, and then just building all this positive momentum. And so it's really motivating to see guys absolutely crush it like, Tom lose 100 plus pounds. And I promise you this, we're going to see Tom lose another 100 pounds. It's his goal to see a one in front of that scale. He hasn't seen that since like high school. And if you're not a big guy, it's really important to also listen to stories like Tom's because look, if Tom can lose 100 pounds and pushing now on his way to losing 200 pounds, you can absolutely get off that 30. And you're going to be doing the same thing he's focusing on, getting the hydration, getting the nutrition, getting the right workouts and getting the mindset dialed in. So Tom, I know you'll listen to this at some point. Congratulations again for just being amazing. And I know the transformation contest and the $10,000 you won was nothing to be your motivation. This was for you. And you really worked this thing. I'm so proud of you. And for everyone listening, take some notes. Tom Dosh is dropping some fireballs throughout this conversation. He's just a wonderful man, someone I'm very proud to be in the Fit Father Project Brotherhood. So without further ado, let's get into today's conversation with Fit Father Tom Dosh. All right, Tom, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks. Thrilled to be here as well. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself to everyone listening, You know, just a little background on you, your name, your age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about work and your family. Sure. I'm uh, Tom Dash. I am 42, originally from Chicago, and I've been out in uh, Centennial, Colorado for uh, since 2010. And I have a wife of uh, about 18 years, and my daughter is nine years old and my son is 11. And they've been key and part of my program as well. And I'm a pediatric physical therapist. So work with kids and 
have the uh, summers off generally. That's cool. Well, so summers off right now. Are you are you off right now? For like another week or two, yeah. We're uh, getting back to school. Very nice. Well, good. I know it's about to start getting a lot busier for you. And during this past year, you know, for those that are listening to kind of fill everyone in, you have made some tremendous progress with your weight in particular. And can you kind of fill people in on, you know, where you started in when in early in January in terms of weight and where you're at now at the time recording this in July? Yeah. So I started in mid January. So January 19th was the first day I started working the program. And now we're at end of July. And so I started at about 402 pounds. So 401.8. And then I am currently at 291. That's amazing. I mean, so over 100 pounds, you're in the 100 pound club here at the FFP, which is a really high caliber group of guys that had to lose a lot of weight. And and I really want to unpack that journey, kind of what you went through to get that weight off. And man, I want to say just congratulations. It's it's something that not a lot of people get the ability to say, especially having gotten to 400 pounds to be able to start moving things in the other direction. So what prompted you to find the program? Like, you know, what was at that time? I found the program in 19. So I worked the program and probably lost about... Fit. I was probably around the same weight, around that 400 weight, weight um, in 19. I think I found the Father's Day special, right? and started around then and lost about 50 pounds and then kind of gradually just started slipping on habits and letting old ways back and then COVID hit. And so got right back up to the same weight and really stopped any of the workouts, stopped any of the uh, the good healthy eating, maybe kept, um, tried to keep the water up um, and kept some habits, um, but but really had, had lost a lot of the habits. Um, and then I kind of had a conversation with my doctor, with my wife, and basically just said, you know, I'm going to start this and it's going to happen. Like, I'm like, this is it. Like, I can feel it. I, I know that it's coming and it's going to happen. And it's going to probably happen fast because I just felt like the discipline was there and like I was ready to be all in, right? And was ready to turn everything over and kind of work the program to the best of my ability. Felt like I was going to lean on the uh, the Facebook group, lean on um, I within like a day or two of starting the program, I found Kat, um, one of your coaches and reached out to her and said, Hey, do you guys have any coaching? Cause I had joined fit father for life during that 19 time. And so just set for a restart. And once I start set up, I said, uh, is there any sort of coaching that you guys do or anything like that so that I can have some accountability? She said, yeah, absolutely. Here's my calendar and set something up. And by doing that, you know, just having somebody to check in with on a regular basis, and really whine and complain, right? That this stuff's hard. <laughs> and so so finding someone that I felt like I could just talk to in a real way and just say, hey, this is really hard. These are the things I struggle with and what I want to do it the right way. Nice. I want to ask you, you know, starting at 400 pounds, it's not easy to get your body moving, you know, in the beginning. So what was like losing your first 20 pounds like? Like, what were you focusing on? And what was your mentality in the early stage of the game? So I'll be honest, I got lucky this this year that uh, that doing it, having done the like first like the MRTs for the first couple of phases of the program, the like Apex and everything like that in 19, I think I gained a lot of strength then because when I did those, it was it was really hard to do, you know, get up to 10, get up, go all the way down, and and such a mental block, right? Like I don't know if I can do this. Like there's no way. Like you're just huffing and puffing and dripping sweat and not, not really lifting a lot of weight. And so, you know, this time I started and was really intimidated by Apex 10 originally. And then when I started doing it, 
I started with a lower weight to try to get it done. And I did it under 40 minutes the first time. And I was just like, ah, I was like, crap. And now I got to increase the weight. And that, that kind of kept happening, right? Like I was able to go, I started maybe at 10 or 15 pounds in, in January. And by the end of the month I was doing, or within the, by the end of the eight workouts, the eight MRTs, I was probably at about 30 pounds. Oh, wow. You were progressing fast on that thing. Yeah. Because again, I I think a lot of that strength had at least held, right? Yep. From at least doing the job and things along those lines. Um, But it was really just that mental piece of it. And and like every time, like, so like I skipped the first week that I was supposed to do a HIIT workout. It's just like, yeah, I'm really intimidated by doing this. I don't want to get back on an elliptical and do a HIIT workout. And then I told Cap and I whined and I said, I don't want to do this. It's really hard, but I know I'm supposed to do it. And so she said, well, just do it and try it. And I did it and it really wasn't that bad. And, and I loved that it took 30 minutes, right? That, that it's a 30 minute workout that I could fit in my day and felt good afterwards, got a good workout and, you know, threw, threw a podcast on while I was doing it and was able to hammer it out. And, and you know, it was each workout that I did, it was one of those where, well, I did that workout, right? And, and you know, it's a sense of like, I can do the next workout because I just did that workout. Yeah. It's almost like I hear this a lot. As you do the workouts, you're also getting this mental training and you're kind of like stacking little like notches on your belt and it starts to build this kind of positive momentum. So that's good. And especially that you were also cranking on the apex and getting stronger at the time. In your perception of the weight loss, how much do you think for you, it was the exercise versus the changes in the nutrition? Like what would you kind of account to the weight loss and the progress you made? I would say that the discipline happened from a lot of the workouts, right? Um, I wanted to do a lot of, I would prefer to do my workouts in the morning, right? Not screw up sleep and everything like that. But that just wasn't happening as a dad, right? So it was the end of the day, you know, got the kids to bed. And then it was just like going down to the basement and getting that workout in. Um, and so because I, if you don't do it, then you haven't done that workout for the day, right? And so to keep stacking them, uh, that was important to kind of keep that discipline piece. I feel like the timing of my eating changing that was huge. So doing more of the intermittent fasting and not, not eating after dinner, not, not going the snack route, you know, that was a really bad habit of just like, all right, kids are in bed. Laura's up to bed. She's, she's went upstairs. And then I would just eat crap food, you know, food that didn't even matter. It didn't matter whether it be a bowl of cereal or whatever it was. It was food at times that I didn't need it, you know, and it wasn't fueling anything. So the spacing of food felt good. You know, the standardizing of a breakfast, I were on more of a four day work week. And so then it's three days. And so I kind of did the two different schedules where I would eat later on those three days where I didn't have work and I'd eat an earlier shake kind of in the morning on the days that I was working. Yeah. So basically the structure and the system is what you begin to implement on the timing. Yeah. And what were some of the things that worked for you in terms of like go-to meals and go-to foods? So shake for the morning. I like the one with peanut butter and banana in it and just stick them with that. And I would do that just about every day as far as maybe, maybe switch it up with some egg whites and eggs. Um, but in general, it was much more of that kind of sticking with the low carb piece. And then just knowing, right, do the low carb in the morning. Like know, know that, that that's not the time that, that my body's ready for the carb. Yep. I think coming from that physical therapy background, I had some of the science and understood what you were, were preaching with the science. You know, you give a lot of information as far as it goes. And I think I kind of bought into that and was just like, 
that makes sense on why your body's not ready for that. And that's when you're burning, burning through some of that fat. It's better to be doing a longer fast there as far as uh, carbs go. And then for lunch, I would say most of them were salads. They just a, just a big salad with a protein, generally making my own vinaigrette of just one part, one part, one part oil, one part vinegar, um, some mustard and some seasoning sort of thing. And then dinner, whatever I was making for the family, Tuesday, we'd often be making something that was Mexican. So whether it be tacos, burritos, nachos, and I would just put that on top of a salad instead of uh, instead of actually doing the carb piece of it. Um, and I did that a lot, right? I, like I would just kind of base myself on the veggie piece of it, the veggie component of it, because um, the family wasn't all in on necessarily the white or the changing the carbs up to brown rice and everything like that. They're getting better at it. But for me, I was just like, that's not on my plan. You know, that's the, if I was to do it, it was really a little bit. And it was more so, you know, just for that dinner meal as opposed to all the other meals. Mm-hmm. So as you're doing this, what does it feel like to make these nutrition changes? Did it feel like restrictive? Did it feel motivating? Like, because at first as I'm listening to this, I'm like, shake seems dialed in. You're having basically a salad with lunch and then you're kind of having protein on some greens again for dinner. And you've, you've sustained this for, you've been doing this for over seven months now. Like, how has it felt like mentally and emotionally following this plan on the nutrition front? It felt good. You know, it, it, it's, there's something freeing and kind of having some stuff standardized, right? It's one less decision I need to make in life. You know, I think maybe in your travel plan, right? You talk about eating healthy. It, it isn't like a glamorous sort of thing, right? Like it's just you're functioning. What are you fueling, right? And so kind of that thought process, you know, whether it be eliminating the nighttime eating or, you know, I would oftentimes eat in between different spots. Um, Like I'll travel between different sites for my job and that would be an easy time to grab something that wasn't necessarily on a plan. And I stopped doing that altogether too. Those were two of the big obstacles I thought was going to be there that I just mentally did the, you know, that's, that's not fueling any of that good energy. Right. And so, Mm Um, and also just chugging a ton of water, right? So the, yeah. a, a lot of water, you know, I think originally I, I was doing too much until I, I reclicked the 150 as opposed to, to going over and doing the half body weight, you know, doing half body yeah. weight for 232 is a lot. Yeah. You're drinking two <laughs> gallons of water a day. <laughs> so getting back down to 150 was, was pretty exciting. You know, the water keeps you pretty full and you end up craving that as well. Yeah. Now, I want to know, like, as you're losing weight, what is your relationship to yourself in the beginning? You're 400 pounds in January. What was some of your self-talk? What was your self-image at the time? Give us a snapshot of that. And I'd like to kind of hear how that evolves over time as you start to lose the weight. I would say that it's still not probably where it needs to be, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, like 110 pounds in the amount of time is impressive, right? And it's, I have more energy to do stuff with the kids and the family. And, but that negative talk from the beginning was much more severe, right? The ability of like, how do you get yourself to this weight? How'd you do it again? You know, why is this a problem that you can't solve? And not feeling like you had energy to do anything, right? Like just feeling lazy. And so I think, you know, doing the workouts and showing up for them show that you're not lazy, right? So that yeah. helps, helps a little bit. Like the, 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 those workouts are no joke. There, there's not a single one of them that's an easy workout. <laughs> they, they all stink. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're the only person I know that makes burpees and mountain climbers look like you enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. 
and so I would tell Kat, I said, burpees and mountain climbers are not fun. And she said, no, no one likes to do them. And I said, but I'm doing them. <laughs> and so I think that the more I kept doing them, the more it was just like, yeah, I've got the energy to do these things, you know, like, what do we need to do? And feeling like I had more energy, that energy starts coming, right? Within a couple of weeks, the energy started switching and switching the way I was eating, switching the timing, um, all of those things kind of really, I felt the energy. And so at least that was kind of coming. Um, and then talking to people, whether it be on the, on the Brotherhood uh, Facebook page or, or talking to Kat, you know, and just saying, you know, I'm not there. Um, and, and her saying, you know, that's okay. I'll be there for you. You know, I can, I can be proud of you for you. Um, and the more I do it and the more I keep showing up, the prouder I feel and the more mm-hmm. I want to want to go more, right? Like I can visualize the day that there is a one in front of the weight number. And that, that was probably pre high school. Um, um, when that, when that happened or right at the beginning of high school. And so, that that's the that's the idea and I, and I don't know if I visualized that since then right like like got over that number and, and it wasn't something where I was working this program right now I can see that number that's amazing you know I think it's like you're in the fours and then you dream to see that two number you've hit that two number in front and now you see new possibilities of a one in front and I mean you give it another year we'll see what happens right I mean it's going to be amazing you can get there and you have the plan to kind of continue to chip away. So I want to ask you now, like with what you've learned and kind of the momentum you have, what are the main things you're focusing on today? Is it just being consistent with the plan that you do have? Are there particular levers that you're pulling harder than others? And maybe even what phase of the program are you working right now? So I just uh, just started phase three, month three, because I did a lot of traveling during the summer. Um, and so I did like about five weeks of traveling. That's one of the toughest months too. Phase three, month three is no joke. That peak eleven, I mean, something. Yeah, peak eleven is yeah, is, yeah. For those that get there, and I was talking about it today. I think that it because it comes after the descent. The descent is you know was the MRT in month two, and it's a shorter workout comparatively timing wise, right? Like it gets done in less than an hour. Whereas peak 11, you do it and it definitely took over an hour to, to complete it this first time, but it's a good workout and it felt good. And it was just like, I had no, the times in my week with, with school starting up that I can fit it in. And I generally follow the workout schedule that you kind of come up with, with the Monday through Friday, Saturday being an off day. Um, I know that there are still some levers that I'm working on trying to pull better, right? Like I'm trying to get my sleep better. It's still not where I need to go, but I know that if I get that lever dialed in, it'll probably help some more. I know that we haven't pulled the carb cycling lever yet because I haven't needed to yet because the weights kind of continue to pull off. And so we're kind of waiting, you know, I've been talking to kind of cat almost every couple of weeks in, in a, and we're kind of waiting to kind of wait until we kind of hit that true stall. Um, you, you know, I went on a three-week vacation and went to Alaska and um, to Portland and Seattle, and then I went home and did Chicago, and Chicago is just a food town, right? And that's where all the food memories were formed. And, and you know, still dropped, you know, 10, 11 pounds each each of the past few months, which is just just awesome, right? Like, that that's something that doesn't make sense. You know, I did the workouts at most of the places, or I either – brought apex tens or, uh, brought bands to do the apexes with me. Um, 
did some more walks and did some, you know, whatever it was on the cruise ship. I used their gym and just taking advantage of, you know, still showing up for those workouts, right? So that I was kind of grounded in those. And in addition to taking that extra step and like whether, like the water is a huge deal, like to make sure that you're getting that amount. And it's so easy when you're traveling to like make, you know, a lot of those road trips. And so it's very easy to kind of like let that lever slide. Um, but, but I made sure that that it wasn't a lever that was going to slide. You know, I, I continued with the, uh, the five water bottles a day and, you know, and kind of stuck with that. I, I like to get those done by 10 AM, the, the first three, you know, it, it just so, so that my, I'm not going to the bathroom all day. I know that there's going to be one hour that I need to go and that it's, that's got to get in. Um, and then the rest, I can kind of slow pace the last two bottles. Um, but I, I feel find that very helpful to just mentally conquer, you know, some people really have a thing with water and they're like, it doesn't taste good. I'm like, but, but it's fueling what you need, whether, whether you like the taste or not. Yeah. Um, you got, you just get better chugging it. That's a lot of insight you just shared there. I think like this idea, you said the word grounding and anchors and like, insofar as it's hard when you travel, like the fact that you did focus on these simple anchors of meal timing schedule, getting at least a couple of your workouts in where you can. And even the water every day is almost like a daily affirmation, especially in the morning, slamming those first three that like helps to rebuild that positive momentum. And it's a through line that you can carry. No- Yeah. I think that, I think the other thing I just want to put a boost up for is those 24 hour fasts, the dinner to dinner. Um, you know, you don't have a stew on the first part of the program. Right. And, and I feel like that's important, right? Like that's not when you're ready to do it. Um, but, but as another lever point, you know, I feel like it's a big lever point and that's my favorite time to weigh, right? The day after you've done a 24 hour fast, why that's, that's going to feel good. And, and I feel a lot better after when that happens. I'm glad you see the the kind of like the art of the program design in that now that you've gone through it and you have your physical therapist and all this like background in physiology and some psychology, you can see how that all is laid out in a progressive path. And now you have a new tool. I'm sure you know that fasting is a great way to just reset your body whenever you need to like speed things up or clean things out. It's like awesome and helpful. I want to talk to you a little bit about your family. You know, they're watching you go through this, this, you know, tremendous journey. Your energy is increasing. They're seeing you have a ton of effort and you're also preparing the meals and they're watching you, you know, still take care of them as dad, but also make different decisions. What was it like for them seeing you throughout the journey? And, and what do they think now with where you're at? They feel proud. You know, I, I think that they, they could see it happening. Um, my son, William is like just a mile a minute from the moment he wakes up. And so he was excited to kind of get into some of the workouts, right. And and wanted to do some workouts with dad. Um, He's only 11. So I had him do an apex, but then got a little nervous about the, him actually using weight. And so I switched to your kids video. um, And and he says, you need to make another one so that he has a second workout to do. Deal. I'll make him a promise. I'm rehabbing my leg right now, but when it's done, he'll get kids workout V2 for William. I'll I'll dedicate to him. He's ready for it. Okay, cool. You know, while I was traveling this past week, you know, for my hit, that's what I did. I did the the kids workout with him. Um, And that's fun, right? Like that's pretty sweet to be able to do. Um, But Laura has been really supportive on everything that I did, you know, all of our time, like our time together is generally after the kids go to bed. And a lot of times I hadn't gotten the workout done yet. And I was like, I got to go get the workout in. And I think having 
the workout equipment in my basement, right? So just some dumbbells, really dumbbells on a bench um, and an elliptical, you know, kind of allowed it to not be an obstacle. And so I would just go and then I'd still come back and hang out with her afterwards, but I still fit that workout in. And then Elizabeth's been great too. You know, she's not Miss Workout Girl, but she's done workouts alongside us. You know, she's gotten on the elliptical and she fills my um, five water bottles up every night. And she lets me know that it's a lot of water bottles. And I say, I know, <laughs> thank you for filling it up. And it just makes it one less obstacle for me the next day, you know, to, to know that there's water that's there and I still have to drink it until it's gone until she, so she can fill it up the next day. That's awesome. And, and, you, and you're very right, just on that last point of like all these little friction points where you've paved the path, you have the setup in the basement, you have your water bottles pre-filled, you know that you're having your shake in the morning, you've maybe done some meal prep and prepared a couple of things ahead of time. These little things just grease the wheel. And then when that wheel spins easier, it's like more fun. And when it's more fun, you're seeing results, then you want to stick to it. And then you can see possibilities of where you want to go. So, I mean, this kind of describes largely what you've been telling us about in this, this path. It's really amazing. I want to know what, what's it been like being a part of the Fit Father Project Brotherhood, you know, getting uh, to be in this, this group of guys that are all very committed to these same values of, of health and fitness. Like what's it been like and, and how much do you attribute, I guess, your success or your engagement in this program to part of the community, whether it's our team or the brotherhood? I'd love to hear about that aspect of this for you. I think think just having, watching it, you know, I've been a long time lurker, right? (laughs) As far as it goes and kind of watching, you know, Hey, people are having success. You know, people, when they apply themselves are actually having that success. And then, you know, I felt like I wanted to be there and answering questions and stuff like that. And, and at one point I felt like an answer somebody else commented on one of the answers that I had. And I was just like, Oh, I don't know if this is for me. I don't do a ton on, on social media. And so, but I think it's partially just being sensitive, right? You know, it's that ability of being sensitive and and knowing that my feelings could be hurt easily, you know, after years of kind of beating myself up in, in addition, um, th- that, I then looked at it from the other lens that they're just trying to help, you know, like literally any answer that's on there is an answer of someone trying to help, you know, that, that, that they're showing up literally trying to help, that no one's trying to beat anybody down. That was more so me kind of taking it that way. Um, and so I couldn't imagine posting my picture shirtless or anything like that on any of the stuff, you know, and you there, luckily kind of my time synced up with kind of when the transformation project was, and so I took shirtless picture right around that 400 pounds, right? And so now I'm taking one I, and then would take one at the end of each month. Um, and I've continued to kind of do that. And a lot of times I'll post that and kind of post what the weight numbers are that I'm doing and kind of what obstacles were for the month so that I feel like I'm doing that true check-in. Uh, and then, so it's been really helpful because people really build want to build you up on the program. They, they don't want to... You know, the, the people are going through the same exact struggle, right? And and so um, I'm pretty excited whenever there's a big guy who joins, you know, joins the program because you're, a lot of the numbers are in the twos when they're starting, right? Or, or even in the ones. Um, so you don't have lots of fours and threes that are starting. And so when I see somebody else ready to do it, I'm like, let's go, right? Let's, let's fire it up. And um, there are a couple guys right now kind of who have broken from that three to the two range. Um, and that's awesome. 
you know, because I think there are, there are a couple other big guys in that program who are, are working it and chopping wood, as Tony says, or, you know, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and, and, and grinding each and every day. And I, I want to say a little bit of appreciation about you as one of our very successful recent big guys. It's like really means a lot that you're in there showing up because I think you you show a new level of possibility to a lot of guys who you know have this next level of feeling like I don't even know if this is possible for me. It's the difference between losing 30 pounds and maybe needing to lose 200 pounds, and you're you're absolutely kicking ass on that. And I, I want to know what was it like winning the transformation contest? You know, like. Our team shows up at your house with an oversized check for ten thousand dollars yeah. and knocks on your door. Like, what was that experience like for you? It, it was pretty shocking, right? Like, I got in the transformation contest just because it literally synced up with when I was in it, right? It wasn't what I was doing for. Every once in a while, Cat would mention to me, "She's like, keep doing this because you're doing a good job." Um, and if you happen to win, you know there is a big prize at the end of it and money. And I was like, and she's like, money never hurt anything. (laughs) And it doesn't, right? Like it, 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 but it wasn't the motivating factor at all. And so when they showed up there, it was pretty awesome because it was Kat and Ben, right? And they were people who I'd bounced stuff off throughout the entire time that I've been working the program and having them kind of coordinate the surprise. It was, it was overwhelming. And then Laura, my wife had known for two or three weeks, and I think they were going to come out the week before because um, they came like the day before we were leaving town. So she was coordinating the whole surprise behind my back. And she she was trying to figure out just in general, you know, what's the deal with this contest? You know, Tom, but she didn't want to ask me. And I think maybe when she when they contacted her, they're like, oh, he won. She's like, cool. But she had no clue that it was a big prize or anything along those lines until, until they said, hey, we're coming out. And so, um, and she's like, well, that seems like a big overstretch for something that he just entered. And then she started doing some digging online to try to figure out what I had actually won. And it was pretty, pretty awesome. Nice. Um, and you know, hopefully we, ideally one of the things that was a, a big motivator for me in, in the, in the actual plan is that, when we were planning our vacation this summer, one of the things we were looking at was possibly doing what, like the amusement parks, um, doing like Disney and Universal Studios. And we've done Disney, and I've done Disney big, but uh, and they are fairly big friendly. But Universal Studios is not, um, and involves a lot of the Harry Potter rides and stuff like that that the kids are into. And it was a really big blow to not be able to, I had to just take it off the table because I didn't want them to go and not be able to take them on these roller coasters. Uh, and so that's a, that's probably a big portion of where the winnings will go towards is, is taking them on that trip, you know? Um, and we'll, we'll do that next year and that'll be pretty sweet. That's going to be really sweet. I, well, insofar, I want you to say, obviously please send us a picture when you guys are like literally on that coaster. It better be a selfie of you like in there with your kids, like ready to go on the ride. Honestly, that's that's incredible. And that kind of makes me ask the question of like, what were some some NSVs, some non-scale victories that were memorable along the way for you in this journey? I know that that will be a future NSV that's going to be incredible. Are there any other ones that stand out to you as, as like some moments? Yesterday, I actually got blood results. You know, um, I probably did a physical in September, October of last year. Um, and my um, A1C is my um, uh, di- diabetic numbers were 
the high risk for uh, diabetes pre-diabetic. They were 6'2", um, and yesterday they were 5'5". And so, and that's, they've, they've been there since uh, 16, 2016. They've been kind of hanging at that high risk. You know, I, I, I feel like I've been really blessed that I haven't ended up with bigger health problems. Um, and so that was, that was huge, right? That's a really exciting thing. My dad had diabetes um, that he got diagnosed with around 45, 46. And so that's been something kind of hanging on the back of my, my head. You know, I'm sorry about your, I'm sorry about your dad, you know, but your, your story of telling about your father, you know, and what age he was at, you know, I'm coming up on 43. Right. And so, you know, it's a big thing that, and so knowing that continuing to take out those sort of risk factors, um, is a big deal. Secondly, you know, like we're gardening, we gardened last year and garden this year and we're, I've always said that I hate gardening. Turns out that I was just really out of weight, out of out of shape, you know. And and, and that gardening's not that bad, right? Like it's okay if you're actually in shape to do it, you know. If you're not like in super sore after doing it and bending over and all of those things, um, and so it's been okay, you know. And it's nice having a nice garden. And I don't want my wife to listen to this podcast, even though she probably will, because she'll find out that I I really don't mind gardening as much as I've, I've led on in the past. You're going to get more chores now. So you have the energy and you collect gardening now. Yeah. And then tons of energy with the kids, you know, and I think that's been a huge deal is, uh, is just being able to whatever they want to do. If they want to hike, you know, we went on vacation for another week and we, I took them swimming for about two hours every day. Right. And was in the pool with them the full two hours and, playing and wrestling and all those things. Whereas otherwise it would have been just sitting on a phone and kind of just letting them do their thing, but not getting in there and playing with them and playing with them and engaging is so, so much better, you know, having the energy to do that and being willing to do whatever's next after that, you know, not needing to crash. That's phenomenal. I love that. I mean, just the engagement of you being with your kids, it's like, it's hard to even quantify what that impact is in those memories. And like at this stage in the game with them still being so active and energized and now your health's on the way up, it's like these things are going to collide into a lot of fun adventures and memories I know over the next five, 10 years with you and your family. I want to ask you some advice and this would be like things you'd say to some big guys starting out. Well, what advice would you give to guys like the larger guys starting out of this program? Some words of wisdom. So whoever it is, you know, whether they're the real big guys or, or the not so big guys, just do it. Don't set that date date that's really far away. You know, if they start looking into your program and looking at a Fit Father project, um, you have to start doing each one of those tasks, right? Those little things that cause the momentum, whether it be the water, uh, you know, for nighttime stuff, I was replacing my nighttime eating with some decaf coffee, right? Some decaf mm-hmm. flavored coffee, you know, it's just something and yeah. nothing in it or anything like that. And so, but each one of those steps, whether it be that workout, you know, the one workout that you have to do, the one, the right meal choice for, for each, each, each decision you make, right? Each, each step you take on it, whether it be each shake, each, each lunch, each perfect plate, you know, they all really kind of continue to stack up and make you stronger at doing it. And the biggest thing I could tell somebody who is real big is you're going to be really excited by if you push all those lever points, you know, the results are going to be good, right? It's almost impossible for them not to be. Uh, I feel like the 
the meal timing is a big one. I feel like, you know, the more you kind of stabilize that insulin in general, you know, and the, the blood sugars, you know, and the more you spread them out at the regular time and this is your time you eat and eating the right things at those times um, makes you feel okay. Like you're not ravenous all the time. Right. And it makes it so that again, the results are going to be there for me as a bigger guy, my weight fluctuated pretty big, pretty largely at the beginning, you know, going up and going down at times. And so the daily weigh-in was not working for me. Right. Um, it was something that, that was messing with my head. Um, and so I switched it to weighing maybe two or three times consistently a week. Um, and then also I feel like the last time, like in 19, when I was working the program, I wasn't writing stuff down. Um, whether it be the weights I was lifting or my weight, really, you know, and this time I've been tracking it the whole time. Um, and, and I feel like every time that I weigh in, I'm like, oh, I didn't lose any weight. And then I look at the numbers that I just the, it put it in the tracker, right? It was like, oh, no, you just lost another pound and a half. And it, it, and that was so easy to do, right? Like to, to convince myself that it wasn't happening, that nothing was really happening. But every time I tracked it and wrote it down, it felt more concrete. It, I, I understood it was there. Um, I could see it, you know, the, the app that I was using puts a little graph together. That graph's pretty nice to look at right now. You know, it's yeah, a graph that's a, I bet. just, just straight <laughs> down, you know, straight down. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, you know, that that's the graph right now. And so I feel like, you know, tracking things is really important. I, I think that it's important to not in general do the tracking all the food. You know, I think that's not something that you have us do. But if you're working with somebody, so like when I was working with Kat, like I felt like at one point my weight didn't go down in a week. And she's like, just write it down for the week, you know, just so that you can see it. And I, I think I learned that I was doing too much olive oil in my dressing, right? I was doing two to one or something like that. And I could see it just the logistics that the calorie wise, that if I switch the olive oil to one to one, it cut the calories by 120, you know? And so that was the only, only change I think I made out of the whole thing that I did with fitness tracking. And I really haven't done really any calorie tracking since then. Nice. Well, those are really good insights. I want to just repeat a couple of those things so people catch them. It's like the writing of things down concretizes everything into something that one, you can realize the gains if you don't feel like you're making them or the losses in this instance. And two, you don't need to track your food unless there's a specific period of time where you're trying to gain some particular insight during a stall. Yeah. And, and I mean, otherwise, like you, what you said, this whole conversation is just stacking momentum, checking those boxes. And that comes down to what the program effectively helps you do. So really, really great advice for everyone at all stages, all weights of the program. I want to pivot gears and have two more topics I want to cover. First one is I just want to ask a little bit about you as a dad, as a father, as a family man. What are some of the core values or most important things that you have lead your parenting philosophy? Stuff you want to instill into your kids. Like, What are some things you believe are really important as you're raising your kids and your family? Values, traditions, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like remembering, right? Remembering past, you know, whether it be remembering my dad um, and doing different traditions and whatever they may be. And a lot of times they've been around food. And so now they can still be around food, but I do that as if it's a free meal or whatever it is, you know, but it's more so doing it together, right? During the pandemic, we 
um, started working our way through. I had the kids pick out a recipe every week. They'd each get their own recipe and they'd cook with dad. And so we're still cooking together. And I feel like um, meal prepping and doing all of those things together is important. So I think spending time with family is really important. Um, giving back, um, whether it be at church or to other people and just being a good person to other people. Um, I work with kids who have uh, special needs and who have a lot of challenges that they face. And we, I try to make their life better, right? That their life is better each day. And that's kind of what I want the kids to do. And as long as they're doing their best every day, um, whatever pressure they may put on themselves, if they do their best, then, I'm really proud of them. You know, I'm proud of them all the time, but, but that's what I always tell them. I say that there, there is no, we don't set a true bench post that you need to like, that you need to cross over because you do your best. And that, that's, that's the thing. Right. And, and every time you do your best, you're probably going to cross over whatever the next spot is. Yeah. Well said. That's definitely the kind of mindset that you can keep on going with. Your best is always improving and changing as your capacity increases. I love that. Now you mentioned church. I'm, I'm curious, a lot of guys come on here and, and say that, you know, I started this as a physical journey to improve my health. And I found out that this ended up being very much like a spiritual journey as well. Yeah. Has that been a part of this for you in any way? I feel like there's more peace, right? Like, like I feel like there's less, less anger um, as far as um, it goes. I was doing a decent amount as far as giving back to the church and not taking care of myself during it. And I know that in general from the past, you know, that if you don't take care of yourself, it's really hard to do the best elsewhere. Right. And so, so yeah, I feel closer to God because again, each time, you know, if there's a new obstacle that I face, you know, instead of turning to the food to kind of numb the pain um, or just not really feel it. Right. Because I'm stressed or because something's happened. Um, I know that, I don't need to, sometimes I just need to sit in the uncomfortable, right? That there, that, you know, my wife's really good at kind of telling that, that line, you know, that sometimes it's just uncomfortable and that's okay. You know, sometimes you got to just sit and feel. And I think that that um, is our wise words, right? Like that, that, that the food's not a solution. It really is going to create more problems. Um, and so for me, that's been a big thing in being able to truly feel things process them, and then be able to handle them. Nice. Beautiful answer. In closing, I'd love to ask you, what does it mean to you to be a fit father? This concept, you joined a program called Fit Father Project. You've worked it. What does it mean to be a fit father? I think it means making the right choices so that you can be there all the time, right? So that, so that you're taking care of yourself so that you can take care of them, um, whether it be taking care of your wife, taking care of your kids. Um, for me, that's been important to me is, is that I can be there for what they want to do, right? If, if I don't want to be the reason that they can't, I want to be the reason that they can, right? That they can turn to me and, and actually be able to do things. Um, because I feel like, you know, if I was at 400 pounds, you know, it's hard to do some of the things, you know, it's hard to do the hikes. It's hard to have the energy to, to garden. It's hard to have the energy to get in the pool for two hours. Um, and so if you're, if when I worked this program, I have felt a lot more energy. I have felt um, more patient and I 
have been in less pain, right? Like even though that muscular is sore, you know, it's not the same sort of pain. Yeah. Beautiful, Tom. I want to thank you one more time for, for me personally, like I, I get a gift every time a man like you comes in and like works this program. You know, it's one thing to like create a methodology and like that's just words on a page, but it comes alive when you're the canvas effectively and you're the painter too, really. You're you're both things. And and I got to say, it's it's a true privilege and honor to be able to have a conversation with you. I want to say God bless you and your family. I cannot wait for the day when you have that one in front of the scale number and and our whole team gets to cheer you on in the process and the brotherhood. And thanks for coming on and sharing your heart and inspiring many guys and just being vulnerable here to share. It means a lot. Thank you. Thanks to you and your program. Thanks, Kat. Thanks, the Brotherhood. I, I love all you guys. You know, you're, you're amazing. You know, you're really there to help us. And I think the more that we lean on you, the more we get built up and can do it. And so thank you. It's a life-changing program and I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Tom. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash fitfatherproject to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.